Welcome, true believers, back to the Nerd Smash Talk Cast. I am one of your hosts and your guide for today's episode, LT Thornton, and I am joined by the world's greatest co-host, Mr. Steve Woods. What's up, Steve? Uh, from here on out, I will be known as Vishon. <laughs> <laughs> Vashon Jarvis. <laughs> Probably one of the dopest weeks in internet memes to date oh. in history. Man, Guys, what's up? You what ready? Is up. What is I am so ready. Guys, I just gotta let you know it is our mission on the Talkcast to bring you the latest in nerd culture, nerd news, and nerd reviews. Whether that involves movies, TV, video games, D&D, science, comic books, anime, whatever, we will cover it because, hey, guess what? Being a nerd is just not as limiting as you think it is. Same and what? man, boy, this is an episode we've been looking forward to for a uh... while. Man, I was just telling you, I'm going to tell them, I I am so looking forward to this episode just to, because I haven't really, we haven't dug in. No. I haven't either. heard your takes. And not only am I on this show, but I'm also a fan and I need to hear what you've got to say. Hey, same, same. Hey, look, I, I want to let you know that uh, I got some feedback this week that was very much like... Uh, Steve's laugh makes me laugh out loud every single time I hear it. And I, I agree. When I'm editing the show, anytime I hear one of those, ah! it's a genuine Bruh, let joy. Let me tell you something. <laughs> My wife has said to me multiple times, you think that he is the funniest person on the planet. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I do. And... Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah man uh, oh yeah I, I know your wife uh, cannot get enough of my awful awful memes and jokes that <laughs> I, uh... oh man she we all go back like Cadillac she knows she knows <laughs> <laughs> anyway guys uh, so like I said we got a jam pack episode uh, today later on in the episode we are going to do a full episode by episode spoiler field spoiler filled discussion and breakdown of WandaVision. I cannot wait. We have so much to say. (laughs) We have so much to say, guys. Uh, But we got a couple of other things to get into. Uh, You know, we've got to talk about uh, they they released a synopsis and some screenshots for Space Jam Two, and you know what? There's a little controversy around it, uh, I, I guess, and and kind of a trend for the last few weeks. So we're gonna get into that a little bit. Uh, there's also announcement of a live action Powerpuff Girls. I think we talked about it a few weeks ago, but we finally have a cast and a synopsis, and uh, that's another thing we're gonna have to sit down and process a little bit. And you know what? I don't uh, know anything about it, so this is gonna be news <laughs> to me, and I can't wait to hear what you've got. I can't oh, yeah. wait. I, I'm going to actually read the synopsis so you can so you can process and who I'm they gonna, cast. I'm going to do a callback when we get there <laughs> about what makes Powerpuff Girls good. So yes, yes, be ready. Uh, uh also, guys, I know that uh, Raya and the Last Dragon and Coming to America both released this past week. 
We do plan to talk about that, but we're going to push that off to next week. So if you came to this episode looking for those reviews, I'm sorry, but just look forward to next week. You're going to hear our takes on one, if not both of those for sure. And I want to provide an update. I finally got around to watching Tom and Jerry. Mm. And uh, I think I would put it... uh, I think I'm going to go Cuba Gooding Jr. for it. It was just okay. The ending was not as strong as I wanted Mm. it to be. Mm. It kind of tapered off there, didn't it? It fell into generic... Uh, like kids family movie not that there's anything wrong with that especially for that type of movie but you know i guess i was just uh, i don't know why i was hoping for something deeper huh cat goons though cat goons yeah for sure and (laughs) and tom and jerry's jazz voice or tom's jazz voice came out and i was so happy (laughs) yes what do you think remember what i said about tony baker what yes what did you think about that Lil Rel Howard, I, you know what? Knowing who the who was, yeah, the that voice going into yeah. it, it was all I could hear was like, okay, nah, like fair enough. I heard, fair enough. I heard, um, you know, the the TSA agent from Get Out. That's all okay. I heard. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I get that. See, I didn't even. I honestly, I didn't even look at the cast and who was voicing yeah. who. Uh, yeah. So all I heard was, you know everything that Tony Baker does on his uh, social media with the voiceovers. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, that just sounds like, but Lil Rel, I mean, shout out to Lil Rel though. I mean, it's, it's yeah. still funny. Still. Oh funny. yeah. Yeah. For sure. It's also weird to me. I don't, maybe it's been a while and I'm not just like used to it or I'm feeling old or something, but it's just weird seeing Chloe Grace Moretz as like, an adult. It like, doesn't I'm even still feel like she's an adult, right? <laughs> I I still look at her face and I'm like, oh man, she's like twelve. That's your like, old ass. I, just that's just you. Right. Like, that's, just, that's just us. Everybody look too young. You ain't supposed to be in this movie, God. You're too young. It's, it's hard saying she's too young to be in a Tom and Jerry movie. <laughs> but at the same time, I was like, why they got you in a skirt like that? You were too young for this. Now I have to look up her age and I'm like Ooh, I am too old for this take. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Awesome. So, shame on me uh, in, in that regards. But I still enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, I just, you know. And also, I think it might have been hampered a little bit knowing some of that, some of the stuff that was going in to it. Dang, kind of I messed it up. Going into it. it. No, you didn't, you didn't necessarily mess. I mean, you can't really spoil a, a Tom and Jerry movie. But <laughs> it was... Uh, I it was just missing like that one thing for me. Shout out to Colin Jost though for yeah. uh for not being awful. Yeah. <laughs> was, I mean, he didn't have a whole lot to had work a, with. There wasn't a whole lot of character development there, but you know, he had a couple of of solid jokes in there. Uh <laughs> and uh <laughs> the the biggest question I had coming out of that movie for me is what is this universe that Every animal is a cartoon, yeah. and then it, what really blew me away was like seeing the meat hanging on a meat hook in the hall and being like, "Oh, so they kill these animals <laughs> kill and eat them." <laughs> there are no yeah. real animals in this universe. Yeah. They stuck to <sighs> it. They went all the way. 
They went all, which seems tedious because you have to animate so much more thing. Like even the food that is sitting on the table is like anything that's like meat mm-hmm. is like animated. Yeah. I'm like, huh? What an interesting universe this is. Yeah. They really stuck to it though. They started at the beginning and uh, kept it all the way through. Very consistent. Yeah. I like yeah. that part. So anything, <laughs> I definitely think it's, it's worth a watch, but. Let's uh let's go ahead and get into the regular yeah, part of our show because we have a lot. Episode. Come on, man! No, no, we can't we can't continue that trend. That trend. <laughs> anyway, let's start with uh, our first story, and that is that we got casting and synopsis for uh, this the CW's Powerpuff Girls. I mean, we already know where right? the CW show is going to go anyway. Well, you know what? Just go, just go. We'll see. I'll see. Okay, it. okay. So we have our three Powerpuff Girls. Uh, we have Dove Cameron, who is from The Descendants. She was also an antagonist in one of the later seasons of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, and I think she was also the voice of Spider-Gwen on a Marvel Rising animated show. Okay. Um, and she definitely strikes me as like a Bubbles from the Powerpuff mm. Girls. They didn't uh, get- But I don't know. Okay. Yeah, they didn't give exactly who's being who, but she strikes me as a Bubbles. Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. Actually, I do. I'm reading the article here. Yeah, Dove Cameron is Bubbles. Okay. Uh, Then we have Chloe Bennett, uh, who is Daisy Johnson slash Quake in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., who is Blossom. Uh, How old are these people supposed to be? I felt... Yeah, and then we have someone from Broadway. Her name is Yana Peralt. Uh, who is going to be Buttercup. And this is according to The Hollywood Reporter. So, here's the synopsis. In the context of this series, the trio are now adults, but remain resentful that they didn't have a childhood because they were too busy being superheroes. Uh, It has a pilot that's been written by Diablo Cody and Heather Regnier, uh, who... I guess also did like Veronica Mars and Sleepy Hollow and Greg Berlanti, who we know from his involvement with all of, uh, you know, these types of shows is one of the (laughs) executive producers. See, that's yes. See, there it is. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) I mean, I honestly, uh, if, if, if you would have read the synopsis to me and it would have been one sentence, Mm-hmm. That said, these three women will punch Mojo Jojo's brain. Yes. I would have been excited. Yes. But you did not say that. You're, I mean, to be fair, it's a really, really short synopsis, so we don't know. I mean, I'm just waiting for the, the opening shot of the series when you're looking at like a skyline at night. And then it goes down, and you see kind of a rickety sign that says, Welcome to Townsville. Yes. <laughs> I, there's so many details that they have to get this right. And I yeah. don't think the CW has got it. I just don't. I just uh, don't. I mean, I'm a fan of the Powerpuff Girls, right? I mean, I, I yeah. remember watching the original series. I didn't I didn't watch the, the uh, reboot. But I, yeah. I really liked it. Thought it was funny. Thought it was clever. I I had a good time. You know, I just don't know. But Powerpuff Girls is also really really funny. Like like at the end of the, at the end of the day, it's like a comedy. Mm-hmm. 
you know? And there's a bunch of concepts. You've got the gang, Green Gang. You've got him. Yeah. Uh, you've got Mojo Jojo, obviously. The Rowdy Rough Boy. Oh, my god. Did gosh. him kind of scare you? Him? Yeah. I don't think him just scared creepy. me. It's just creepy. I don't know if him was creepy. The voice was creepy. Yeah. I will give you that. It was like, hello. it had that echoing, like, hello, girl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. But then again, like him was like rocking around with the with the heels and stuff mm-hmm. and the powerful girls just went down and just knocked their teeth out. Just like, right. Just like, ooh, ooh. Dang. <laughs> so <laughs> so <laughs> they were they were not shy no. to put hands on people no. at all. That's and you've got to keep that. Otherwise don't yeah. call it Powerpuff Girls. Call yeah. it you know, Dawson's Creek. <laughs> girls i don't know i don't i don't know i don't i don't I, I don't make these shows i'm just telling you i blame riverdale for this yeah. like riverdale uh opened the door for this kind of gritty remake of but my thing is you're it sounds like you're taking something that was fun and light mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. had a comedic aspect and taking everything away that made it good yeah so oh man you know what this Good reminds luck. me of? <laughs> I I used to have so I used to do sketch writing for uh like television shows or not not like really yeah. but like I, I used to like practice like doing sketches for things like you know if they went on Saturday Night Live or if somebody did it on the stage or something. I had this idea for uh coming soon to the CW and it was like a gritty remake of the Andy Griffith show as a police procedure. <laughs> <laughs> gong gong. <laughs> That's hilarious. It was like a haunting whistling remake of the Andy Griffith thing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you hear like that dreadful music coming around and it's, it's just like a montage of people of like Andy Griffith who's like a one man CSI and sheriff for his small town. <laughs> and there's mysteries he has to solve. There's like Draculas and werewolves and stuff. He has to. <laughs> uh, you got. <laughs> I need somebody from the CW to contact LT and cut the check. This oh, man. is a show that I would watch. I, you know what? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I feel like we're closer to it happening. One day it's going to happen, and now I have audio evidence on record that I totally called it. <laughs> Andy, Andy Griffith was a real guy. <laughs> his wife just gonna was murdered and left him with his son. They're just going to license his name and likeness to make a new Andy Griffith show. <laughs> yeah, it was a real dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Although I forgot, you got to modernize it so it can't just be called the Andy Griffith. It's going to be called Griffith. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. I cannot wait. I love this concept. <laughs> So anyway, yeah, Powerpuff Girls. We're uh, skeptical, but we're skeptical, interested. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm going to find a way to watch it because I'm curious how bonkers the concept is, and even if they hint 
at a live action Mojo Jojo, you may have me for an entire two seasons. Yeah, yeah, you, you right. know. And if they because start if, adding in like all those other characters too, like that's something. Mm-hmm. If a two foot tall evil monkey with a brain jar oh. is going to be the mastermind behind the show and pulling the strings, and, and you have to animate that and do everything with that, yeah. you've got me for two seasons. And he at has least. to pilot a mech or a spaceship or some kind of death ray. Like it's all got to be there. I don't know. At what some point, gonna, yeah, yeah. At some point, now you 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 absolutely, and I could definitely see them doing this. You you absolutely cannot let this happen though. You cannot let Mojo Jojo possess the body of like a regular man in a business suit. Oh, or my god! Just have him, you know, may- maybe he puts on some kind of outfit changer that makes him look like a regular man in a business suit. I need CGI brain jar monkey in his tower, literally in the middle, in the middle of Townsville, of in a volcano. <laughs> There's a volcano. Volcano base. Yeah, he has to. You have to have his decommissioned volcano base somewhere in there. Oh, my and I need gosh. you. I need him to be an everlasting can, threat throughout the I series. Just like that, you just nailed it right on the head. They are gonna. They are gonna get somebody like the dude that played in. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Like supernatural to be in this show as no, Mojo they're, they're Jojo locked up. with like a brain hat. Yes. Now nah, it'll be. Um, It'll be the the dude with the eyebrows from Vampire Diaries. Yes. He's going to be sitting there like, ugh. Because he's going to look gorgeous, right? Yeah. And they'll have to be like, well, he's a guy. So this way he can show up and he can be subtly moving the string. And then he he goes to an office corner that night at the end of the episode. And you see he turns his little wrist dial watch and he turns into... He's like, I'm Mojo Jojo! And they're like, dang it! Yeah, and Blossom and Buttercup are like, Bubbles, don't fall in love with him. Like, that's... (laughs) I don't want to be anything other than what I've been. (laughs) They're about to one-tree the hill the hell out of this show. Oh, my God. (laughs) Um... Man, also, I can never, ever see Miss Bellum's face. Mm-hmm. Can't do it. Ever. Nope. I don't want to see Sarah Bellum's face at any point. <laughs> at any point. If you show it. Trailer. Watch. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, if you do a CGI Mojo Jojo as your villain throughout the whole show, but then you show Miss Bellum's face, uh, your two seasons just drop back down to one season. Mm. Like, it's you're gonna mm. you're going to ruin the whole concept. <laughs> oh, gosh. So yeah, that's uh that's what we have. Powerpuff Girls coming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what they're gonna uh, do? They're gonna they're gonna act like Mojo Jojo's dead, and that's just gonna be looming. Oh man, come on! Don't make me wait twenty episodes to find out Mojo Jojo is alive, but possessing <laughs> the dude from Vampire Diaries. <laughs> Don't do that to me. They're that's gonna it. Piss me off. It's already yeah. written. You just said it. It's, it's over. Yeah. <laughs> or if they say somehow he was like, he's just like a really hairy dude. I'm um, pissed off. Oh, I can't. <laughs> he's just got like long, gorgeous hair. Like that's. Yeah. <laughs> His name's Mosif Jajosi. Ah. <laughs> 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 
can't. Oh, oh no! Not <laughs> People are going to be like, uh, man, I wonder who that guy is. Oh, man. <laughs> Oof. I just sprained my whole back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, can we agree that Professor Utonium will be dead at oh, the start he, of this definitely, show? Definitely. Definitely. Super dead. dead. And if he's not, he should be from messing with all those radioactive chemicals. Just barehanded. Yeah. Just out there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Either that or him and Mojo Jojo died in some oh, explosion. God. Of course. <laughs> Together. Like, oh, I, I just, man, I just see this taking a bad turn. Like, everybody I fun. Also, all those fun villains are just locked up. They don't have to worry about that. They're just worried about being adults now. Yeah. And yeah. most of the and, episodes are in some kind of lame coffee shop that doesn't really exist. Yeah. Ugh. They also hate being superheroes now, so, you know. Ugh. Gross. Also be fun. They'll, they'll all be wearing leather jackets. <laughs> Great. Great. Anyway, let's uh, let's move on. Uh, we got some screenshots and a synopsis also for Space Jam 2. Or, I'm sorry, Space Jam A New Legacy. Space Jam 2 uh, still jamming. Still jamming. So there's a couple of things that came out. Uh, obviously, we got some... some screenshots uh the looney tunes are looking very cgi uh don Cheadle was in this for some reason uh <laughs> so a lot going on but here's the synopsis so <laughs> try to keep up i'm sorry <laughs> playing a heightened version of himself james struggles to relate to his son dom played by cedric joe who's much more interested in creating games than playing them. When Dom's tech skills draw the attention of a CGI humanoid named Al G rhythm played by Don Cheadle, the father son duo gets sucked into the Warner 3000 entertainment server verse with the AI kidnapping Dom in the hopes of stealing some of the King's followers in real life, he has about 80 million on Instagram. Cheadle doesn't consider Al G a bad guy, what bad guy does, but rather an AI with a chip on his shoulder, says the MCU veteran. This being a Space Jam movie, a basketball game settles things once and for all. <laughs> to save his son and escape this virtual reality, James must round up the tunes, including a banished Bugs Bunny, to defeat the formidable Goon Squad. Mm -hmm. hmm. Well, that's uh, that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, I wouldn't say it's any better or worse than the original plot line. Uh, also, there there wasn't something that came up there, but uh, since he's being sucked into this Warner server thing or whatever, uh, apparently. Uh, there will be appearances by multiple Warner IPs, mm -hmm. uh, like possibly Godzilla, maybe somebody from Harry Potter, uh, whatever else they have access. Uh, obviously, DC superheroes well, possibly can make an appearance. Definitely Wonder Woman. I thought they confirmed that. that she was yeah, I think they did. Yeah. But uh, because reasons. yeah, it's because reasons. Well, you know, you have to showcase the whole IP, and yeah. there's a lot going on, but. 
that's uh that's kind of what we know about the movie so far. Hmm. hmm. Well, I mean, it's not like I'm not going to watch it. I mean, yeah, it's going to be free in a couple weeks. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. It's uh, it just feels very busy. Yeah. Feels like there's a lot going on there. Yeah. Now, will there be uh, I, other NBA stars in it as well? There are, okay. uh, although I don't have that list pulled up in front of me of who else is going to be in it. Not um, that it even matters. You know, they're just going to get their powers stolen again. You know, the whole thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, we all know. We already know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it sounds like they're going a wildly different route with how they're going about getting mm-hmm. some of these powers. So, anyway. So, like we said... Uh, moving forward, we are going to go ahead and start talking about, uh, WandaVision and, you know, full disclosure, we're going to be talking about spoilers. We're going to be talking about, you know, things that happen in the show. So if you have not finished WandaVision, please stop here. Come back to us after you finish listening or watching it. Let us know what you think. Come back and let us know uh, about our takes. But I guess, uh, Steve, I want to start off with you. Yeah. Uh, before we get into it, what? Well, you know what? Let's take this one by one. Okay. Let, let's let's go a different approach. Let's okay. start. Uh, the first two episodes came out, and that was uh, filmed before a live studio audience. And don't touch that dial. Yes. I think we already touched base on those, but um, they really kind of came out and set up the aesthetic of what the show is. They did kind of mini teases. That the universe is effed up. Um, I don't know. I, otherwise, what did you think uh, <clears throat> about what was going on in these first two episodes? Looking back after the series is over, it set a tone. Um, yeah, they may not have appealed to everyone. They definitely appealed to me. Uh, yeah, those first two episodes, uh, they referenced the Dick Van Dyke Show and Bewitched. Which yeah. I remember watching. That's the thing, right? I I can yeah. remember watching those Nick at Night or when I was home, sick from school. Those were just shows that were on Fox forty five in the afternoon instead of Judge shows. It was dope. Yeah. Uh, but I I see why people felt it was slow because it was uh-huh. setting a tone. That's why we got the first two episodes right out of the gate, just like that, right? And I actually uh, went back and uh, read an interview with the director, Matt Shackman, mm-hmm. and he said that originally WandaVision was planned to release the first three episodes at once, just like they did for the press. Mm. But eventually they lost the battle to Disney and they wanted to just release the first two right. and then do the third episode separate for viewers. And you can definitely tell, like, Three is where the story really picks up, right? Right. But uh, I think that the introduction of Catherine Hahn and uh, Deborah Joe Rupp's character in these first two mm-hmm. episodes was spot on. Yes. Deborah Joe Rupp, for me, stole that episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was phenomenal acting on her part. Uh, I, I think uh, Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany, like they did throughout the show, uh, really, really crushed the nailing kind of the mannerisms and, and the mm. kind of little tweaks of performing in that era. And I also appreciated that they have a actual live studio audience to play off of. Yeah. Um, you could tell Paul Bettany was hamming his ass off in that show. 
Uh, it was so good. And episode two has my favorite of all of the intros. <laughs> that uh, animated, that black and white animated intro. That black and white. Yes. But even the song, I was humming it for weeks with the... Doom, 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 doom. One division, one, one division, one division, one, yeah, one division. Good stuff. Dun, 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 you actually dun. sent me a video. I think it was uh, <laughs> just of how that the whole one division theme played out through all yeah. the uh, episodes. And if you haven't seen it, I'll, I'll try to find it and uh, post it out there. But just it it goes so much deeper than just those episodes because the yeah. way they tied in the music to make you feel like this was one show. Like you're not watching different shows every week. This is all one show. And they did that with music. I feel like. And, and that WandaVision theme, uh, you could tell played out throughout each of the intros in the show. Um, with the ding, doon, doon, doon. Like, that theme was kind of their basis for the entire show, and if you go back and listen to them, you can hear it come up in every single thing. Mm-hmm. It's in the la- it's in the final song that plays at the end of each episode. It even shows up in uh, "Blank All Along." <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> but yeah, um, getting into episode three that we didn't really uh, get a chance to talk about because we only covered the first two. Mm-hmm. That was the seventies episode. Uh, where they were playing off a little bit of, to me that that the theme and everything played off like a little bit Partridge Family, a little bit Brady Bunch. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, episode three was called Now in Color, so it mm-hmm. took that black and white and it made it that real seventies tones, that earthy, yeah. uh, earthy colors like the oranges and the browns everywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. in this episode. It was really more of an homage to those 70s shows, like what you just said, especially yeah. the Brady Bunch. Even the house layout was like, oh, oh definitely. I'll just. <laughs> yeah. The house layout, some of the textures that was kind of present. Like you're really getting a feel for yeah. uh, that, that old. I mean, it, it took me back, especially like the staircase that, what, was like. Didn't have like a base. The base it was just kind yes. of, ex- yeah. Just I was floating like floating staircase. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was definitely that vibe. But the the whole synopsis of the episode is, you know, Wanda's pregnant now. They're rapidly getting to the point where suddenly she's like going into labor, mm-hmm. or you know, and and the universe is kind of starting to to break a little bit. It seems like because things kind of fading in and out. Um, it was, man. Uh, you're still trying to figure out exactly what's happening. Yeah. And then the episode ends with, uh, Geraldine, uh, who we were introduced in episode two as helping with the magic show, uh, kind of name dropping Pietro and Ultron and Wanda freaks out and blasts her outside of the hex. So, um, man, just like the, the episode ending and that cliffhanger, it just felt like, okay, mm. now we're cooking with fire. Yes, sir. When we saw her laying in that field, and then that very next episode picked up right where it left off, outside Ugh. of those episodes, outside yes. of the TV genre kind of episodes. 
And that episode was We Interrupt This Program. I love the way the episode four opens. Mm. Like, it opens on Monica coming back from uh, the snap, or I guess the blip is what they're calling the people that came back. Uh, Can we talk about Literally, you see the the fragments of her kind of slowly... I couldn't make what was happening on the screen uh, when it first started, because you just see a bunch of brown spots, and then... Right back, and she comes into the whole chaos of that in a hospital. Mm-hmm. That was nuts. That was so cool. Because it looked like she was in the, in that hospital to be with her to yeah. be with her mother. Yeah, yeah. Because her mother uh, Maria Rambo, the, where they opened up was with Maria's mom and how she, uh, I guess she had like cancer and she was coming out of. Uh, that cancer treatment or something when Maria kind of, or when Monica kind of faded back into existence. So I just, Mm -hmm. it's kind of a brutal way to kind of learn and and figure out about, you know, your mom dying is like, not only did she lose to the thing after she was beating it, but you know, several years have passed since then as well. I mean, we saw the blip in Endgame yeah. with the birds coming back and then obviously all of our heroes coming to save the day. Then we also saw the blip in Spider-Man Far From Home yeah, uh, with the band kind of popping up in the middle of a basketball game with the students and everything. But I feel like this was the this was the big one. <laughs> like we didn't we didn't think about what a hospital would look like or, you know, like people yeah. going about their everyday lives working in a hospital and all of a sudden boom yeah the the blip was not kind to uh exactly where they put you and stuff too i'm terrified right. for people on airplanes like that had How to have been that awful work? uh i'm pretty sure they blipped back into existence uh still in a seated position suddenly flying very uh fast over the air <laughs> <laughs> weird yeah weird yeah uh so you know, little, I mean, definitely, definitely like a powerful way to open an episode, and then kind of going through her journey, getting back into sword, meeting Hayward, kind mm-hmm. of learning about, uh, you know, the the barrier that Wanda created, um, you know, meeting Jimmy Woo, like, hey, what's up, Jimmy? He picked up yes. that that card trick from Ant Man, like that's pretty hype. <laughs> uh and then Darcy coming back and having her doctorate and everything. Yes. Just a great that, such a key character. This is where we saw Jimmy and Darcy and I was like, "Wow. Yeah. This is an opportunity." Yeah. Uh so they had a lot of fun uh kind of bringing those characters back in and it kind of gave us some hints as to like, you know, we heard a voice on the radio. Uh, we got to learn about who the guy in the beekeeper suit was. It was just some random sword, sword agent that came up that tried to yeah. go underneath the barrier and still got converted. So, yeah, you know, it's uh, pretty. I mean, it, it was just pretty good. I don't know. What, what were yeah. you thinking up at this point? Uh, I, I still really didn't know where we were going other than I thought it was really cool to see what sword was doing to react to, uh, to this spell that she put on this town. Um, and I want to say that the previous episode was also the episode where we saw everyone that Wanda was interacting with 
on yeah. everyone that Wanda and Vision was that were were interacting with on a board with their uh, IDs and you know their sword credentials and all yeah. of those things, and then we saw uh, Agnes who yeah. didn't have any of that information on that board. And we were kind of left wondering who she was. Yeah, how was was she a was she a creation of Wanda or how that how did that work? Yeah, I didn't. We didn't have to wonder for long. Yeah, she she had too much agency to feel like a creation of Wanda, but we were kind of wondering. Like we felt uh, there was a ton of theories going around on the internet. You know, Agatha Harkness, Agatha, Agatha Harkness. They were even saying that before the show even started. Oh, that's probably Agatha yeah. Harkness. But uh, you know, we we still weren't sure. Uh, and I know everybody I watched. I mean. Catherine Hahn was doing such an amazing job selling this performance that you just wanted to love Agnes. And it was like, oh, man, that's that, you know, that's the neighbor. Oh, you know, she's the best. So Mm -hmm. she was just killing it in that role. And the other thing I want to mention is going back to the episode before this one, they uh, ended the episode where they were showing after Monica had uh, kicked. (laughs) Or after Wanda, Wanda kicked Monica out of the out of the hex or whatever, you she turned around and saw Vision and saw his like dead body head with a crushed skull kind of sitting there talking to her. <laughs> and then in this Freak episode, me out, man. oh yeah, and then in this episode we see what was it? This episode where we saw yeah. Wanda break into Sword. Yes, we saw the video. We yeah. saw the. The post-credit scenes for Endgame, yes, that uh, where Monica, or excuse me, where Wanda breaks into the sword facility right. and steals Vision's body. Right, that's what happened. Right, and it was we were kind of sitting there thinking, like, oh man, is she just like puppeting around his dead corpse? That's really weird. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and obviously that that would change later on in the series, but. That's what we were thinking up to this point. Like, oh, this is super effed up what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh. Oh, <laughs> uh, it just kind of left us feeling really weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, was, that was terrible. Also, was this the uh, birth of the twins? Yeah, the twins came yeah. out. Uh, and it was, you know, they, they were kind of adjusting. That that was in the previous episode. Uh, so then we, we skip ahead to. Right. What was it? Episode five, I believe. Yeah. Episode five, uh, which was on a very special episode. This was the, your eighties kind of growing pains, full house type deal episode. Yes. Uh, And she got to do the, uh, Olsen twins, uh, full house opening. (laughs) Yes. Which is great. I mean, how could you not? I mean, the Olsen twins are her sisters. So like her sisters, so how could you not also kind of give that same homage? Yeah. But oh man, this episode screwed with me hardcore, dude. Uh and I'll tell you specifically what, when those kids automatically started aging themselves up, yes. I <laughs> I was like, oh, oh! So you're ten? You're ten now? Yeah. <laughs> she was like, no, nope, you're not old. Too, oh, yeah, great choice for the kids. But she was like, you're not old enough. And then they went, they looked at each other and they went, <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, yes. don't, like don't like that. Don't like that one bit. <laughs> uh, this one had the surprise edition of uh, Pietro in it as well. 
Uh, yeah, at the end of the episode, Pietro or, or, or Fiatro, as uh, I've heard mm-hmm. some site, fake Pietro, uh, he shows up in this episode, and that was kind of the the tag. But I want to say before we got to to Pietro showing up, there was the argument, like because Vision was like, Ooh, Vision I'm started ready. figuring out. Oh yeah, Vision started figuring out. Hey, stuff is, is kind of off, and he could, you know, Agnes had that bit at the beginning of the episode with like, oh, you want me to take it from the top? Do it. Do we just want to run mm. it back? And he's like. Uh, you didn't see that? She's like, well, what are you talking about? Liz, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Great acting all around. And that kind of mini argument. And then Wanda just throws up the credits. Uh, yes. Which. Like, nah, it's a wrap. Let's get out. Yeah. Yeah. No. Which no. that was. A, have you ever seen that Adult Swim short, Too Many Cooks? Exactly the same. <laughs> he even said in Too Many Cooks was kind of an inspiration for the show, too. Oh, did he? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he said kind of the insidious nature of too many cooks was kind of peppered into the show uh and makes it even better the way they did the credits <laughs> and stuff was exactly like too many cooks but um yeah they, they were getting into that argument and that was the first time i think i've you've ever seen vision really like emotionally like angry he's like yeah i don't know what is happening to me one it was like whoa but before anybody could address it, ding dong, Pietro. Hey, what's going mm-hmm. on, sis? But it's a different Pietro. It's Evan Peters Pietro, which literally. Uh, here we go. That that sent me down so many internet spirals. Uh, because oh man, what does this mean? Are they introducing the multiverse? Are they doing this? Are they doing that? Then you really got started kicking it in the high gear. Um. Yeah. This might have also been the episode where outside of the bubble, um, what's his name? The, what was it? It was, oh, uh, Monica. Uh, I think she said something about an aerospace engineer, which started getting yes, people thinking, did, man. oh, is it Reed Richards? Is Listen. it, who is the aerospace engineer? I, it, look. I don't write shows. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, there's, and this, this is one of those episodes that, uh, did something in the episode that set everybody on fire that was watching it <laughs> and completely changed the outcome later. Yeah. And people felt a way about that. Yeah. And I felt the opposite. I'm like, oh, that was good. Yeah. And people were had hurt feelings because they didn't get to write what happened. Yeah. And there's so, so many ways it could have gone. But I guess I, I was almost appreciative of the insular nature nature of this show, right? Because if I, I'm an MCU fan, I'm connected to all this stuff, right? But I know there's a few people that sort of felt like they disconnected after Endgame. Oh, okay, I'm not really going to follow this thing. After Endgame, it felt like the end of a story. It's really tough to bring other people in if you're constantly teasing new stuff and if you're constantly harking to other different things that people have to know about, right? Like, there's fun things you can do, like Jimmy Woo and the card tricks that he picked up in Ant-Man and the Wasp that don't feel like you have to know that going forward to, to, to go into this thing. You didn't need to know that Monica Rambeau 
was a previous character. But hey, if you learned about Monica Rambo in this show, and then maybe one day a year later you're happening to watch Captain Marvel, and you're like, wait, is that baby Monica? Oh, that's her mom. Oh, oh, that's kind of a neat little connection. Yeah, and then you could put it all together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I think that's how Marvel does its universe. They try to keep it accessible for people that are jumping into this stuff for the first time. And I know a ton of people that would never give a crap about a bunch of this stuff that started watching WandaVision. And they were like, mm-hmm. man, this show started off really slow and kind of plotting. But when it picked up, boy, oh boy, man, it's got my brain racing about all kinds of stuff. So, yeah, uh, I, I think this is the episode that blew that door open big time. I agree with that. And then there was a thing, there was the bit with the drone coming in and then kicking it out and confronting Hayward and them outside of the hex. Like, it was, this was a crazy, crazy episode. And I think it was like a a real tone changer, especially with the ending. Yeah. Yeah, with Pietro just showing up. Yeah, it's probably the maybe one of the strongest episodes. Actually, I can't say that. I can't say it's the strongest mm. episodes because mm. those last Hold couple. On. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, even the next one. Oh yeah. Th- then there was uh, we we made it into the '90s, which had uh, the episode title was "All New Halloween Spooktacular." As soon as they said which "Spooktacular," was, I knew it was on, boy. <laughs> I knew it was on. Look, it started off with the twins too. Yeah, and they were doing that kind of Malcolm in the Middle it was thing, totally. where they're talking to the sweet life. Yeah, Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah, like they're kind of talking to the camera, talking to each other. Oh, from like the intro, expected like a laugh track. Yeah, from yeah. the intro, from Jump, you're like, it even did the credits with the names and stuff <laughs> with the kind of. I, I watched them side to side, and I was like, dang. This is mm-hmm. so good. And they even did some of the camera tricks that they did in Malcolm in the Middle with, like, someone in the foreground. But you can also kind of see that blur and see someone clearly in the background. It was just yes. crazy. Crazy. And then you also had Wanda and Vision in their classic Avengers outfits, which is always fun. But then Pietro shows up in his classic Quicksilver outfit and hair. God. Like a Marvel Legends action figure, exactly yes. the same. Yes. That was dope. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, man. man, so much happened in this episode too. Like it was just you've got Halloween shenanigans going on, but then you have that subplot of vision kind of perusing around the town. And I just remember that how powerful that one shot is of the woman that's kind of stuck hanging up her clothes, but then the tear is tear. running down because uh, you can't stop. Uh, the tear. Dude. And then he also gets the chance to confront his neighbor, Agnes. Yeah. And it completely flipped everything on its ear for me. I was like, well, I don't know anything. Yeah. Everything I thought is wrong. Yeah. But it was a ruse. Definitely. It was their cunning attempt to trick us. Yeah. And they got me. Hook, line, and sinker. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also got to see uh, Speed come into some powers there as well. Yeah, yeah. And we got to see uh, the you know Billy's powers as Wiccan kind of activate a little bit. Uh, and, you know, he had the foresight to see, you know, his dad, Vision, is kind of suffering on the outside of the hex because he was trying to oh, escape. Right. right. And then right. Yeah. There, I had a ton of theories when... Um, you know, in order to save Vision, Wanda starts expanding the hex uh, 
like I was like, oh man, is there going to be like a thing where she expands the hex out and some it envelops like the entire eastern seaboard or maybe perhaps even the world in some way? And this fundamentally, I mean, we also learn Monica was changed by her going through the hex twice already. Genetically changed. Yeah. So the words they used that was mutated. Yeah, that was interesting for sure. So. Uh, there was so, so essentially we have now seen dozens of people yeah move through this hex twice yeah the same as monica rambo did yes but monica didn't end up i mean we'll come up to it in in one of the later episodes monica didn't get powers until she went through a third time mm-hmm. that's what makes her different it was that third mm. attempt that really mm. got her discombobulated a lot of people only went through once, matter of fact. Yeah. Well, they had to come out. Yeah. So you're right. They went through the, the second time. Because mm-hmm. she shrank it down again. Yeah. She also had so. less control over the original one because it was just kind of yeah. a thing. Yeah. But anyway, uh, so a lot happened in episode five there and then come the episode or I'm sorry, episode six and then come the episode seven breaking the fourth wall. Uh, I <laughs> called it day one. Yes. Me and my son were sitting there. I'm like, man, I, I bet that those last two episodes of the season are going to have to do with, you know, different episodes, but seasons uh, episode seven is going to be the office. They delivered. Yes, and it was actually a blend of The Office and Modern Family. Uh, Modern Family, yep. You could even tell by the the font at the end. It was the Modern Family kind of way they came together. Uh, And uh, I think, uh, man, who plays... Spot on. Who plays the mom on Modern Family? I forget her name. Um, Um, Boy, I feel like it's Julie something. Anyway, she plays... Uh, the mom on Modern Family, and she specifically said, like they na- like Elizabeth Olsen nailed her portrayal of the mom from Modern Family, like yeah, down Claire pat, Dunphy, Julie Bowen, Claire Dunphy, yeah. yeah, Julie Bowen, Claire Dunphy, she she nailed Claire Dunphy, uh, even and and the show even nailed the fabric on the back of the chair, yeah, as to how accurate Same they fabric got. on their couch, yeah. yeah, 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 that talking head man, I hoped for it, Parks and Rec, mm-hmm. uh. The Office, Modern Family. Yes. Love it. Yes. Love that. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it was just, I mean, they had a lot of fun with a little bit of the concept that they had in the beginning there. And obviously, I, I also really loved Vision's kind of asides to the camera. And the fact that, like, he's sitting in the chair, like, talking. And then he's like, you know what? I'm done with this. And he gets up to walk away. But he's still clearly in the ice cream truck with Darcy. So it was yes. like, okay, this was all happening in his head, I guess. <laughs> or maybe time Paul. I don't know how that worked. But anyway, <laughs> it was uh it, it was so good. And then finally we get the big reveal about Agnes. It was Agatha all along. We have Oh my gosh. Six and seven were my favorite. Yes. Uh just that just that song yes. for Agnes. Yes. Or for Agatha. Yeah. It's kind of like the Munster's tone. I've listened Man, to it. Man, they just... 
about 400 times. Who's been messing up everything? It was Agatha <laughs> all along. And Katherine Hahn actually performed the female vocals for that song. Love it. Which somebody, somebody pay her all the dollars. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Somebody. I think some, I think a lot more work is coming her way after this. Man, she was great. Get, get prepared for the Hanassance. <laughs> the Hanassance is coming. You about to see Catherine Hahn and a lot more stuff. Really? Yes. The Hanassance. <laughs> Uh, that we, we are officially coining that phrase. You heard it here first on <laughs> Nerd Smash Talkcast. I, I think I might have heard one of the late night talk show oh, hosts, but I think they called it the re uh, Renaissance now, actually, that I'm thinking about it. So I think I messed it mm. up. <laughs> well, disregard my previous statement. Yeah, you, 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 you <laughs> cannot credit that to me. I am a thief. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, man. So we got Agatha all along. Uh, we got just ugh, man. Then we start getting into the. Let me take that back. This this next episode is my favorite episode. Ugh. The next episode, which was what was it? Previous previously on previously on previously, previously on. on yes. Well, we really start going into. Wanda's history and traumas and backstory. Uh, this is what the, this is. This is what Disney Plus is for, right? This episode. Exactly. This episode. I did not think that they were actually going to show us Wanda and Pietro's childhood and the bomb that blows up. Oh their family gosh. and then sitting there waiting for the bomb to go off and not only doing that but tweaking it just so much oh you <laughs> right you right to give it maybe <laughs> she was the one uh, that kept that from going off yeah that yeah. was so crazy um and then the little the little interaction she had with the Mind Stone that gave her that connection. Oh god. Uh, yeah. That listen, to know that she was a witch before her interaction with the with the Mind Stone yeah. is insane. Yeah. That's insane. And in the comics, Just, mm, the Scarlet mm, Witch mm, mm. is a nexus being, which means all realities have some form of Wanda Maximoff Scarlet mm. Witch. Like she's just a fundamental force in the universe, which the Scarlet Witch, right? The Scarlet Witch, yeah. And that was something that was retconned recently in the last maybe uh, five or ten years in the comics. But it's definitely something like they've upped her scale even more so than just like saying she has chaos magic that can manipulate reality. But actually seeing her trauma was so cra so freaking yeah. incredible. And again, Paul Bettany Vision. Line of the episode. Let me see if I can nail his accent. Well, what is love if not, or what is grief if not love persevering? Like that was persevering. Yo, <laughs> Vishon in the house. <laughs> Oh, Vishon shows oh. up in the following episode for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 
Oh, man. Oh, and the tag at the end of this episode, White Vision. I did not in a million years oh, think that we were going to get comics gosh. accurate White Vision. What? <laughs> I, I just feel like, I feel like with these with these series, they're just allowed to do so much oh, more yeah. and expand and do what they want. We'll come we'll, at the end of our conversation. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about something that, that, that is happening. Okay. Just because of that. I mean, it's okay. just. Just crazy. Yeah. Let, let's go ahead and move on to the last episode, which was, uh, what was that? The series finale. The series finale. Yeah. So, no, no, yeah. we're probably not getting Ugh. season two of WandaVision ever. No. But, no. Uh, you know, this is the one that really kind of hit the internet because I, I felt a lot of disappointment. A lot of theories didn't pan out. A lot of structural things didn't pan out. And there are some things I want to bring up that uh, are valid, but just to talk about the episode, uh, again, some really, really powerful moments uh, that came through and some great acting all around Yeah, uh, by everyone involved. Uh, you know, there was White Vision showing up trying to murder Wanda and then getting into the fight with Vishon. Uh <laughs> Which, which, I, I definitely was not interested in a physical fight in this show. For whatever reason, at this point, right. I was kind of over it. Right. And that was, like, I didn't want to see, like, a, like the classic fight. But they, they ended it so quick. Yeah. And then reeled it back around to what Vision would actually do. Yeah. Which is. On both sides. A philosophical sides. battle about the ship yeah. of Theseus. <laughs> <laughs> and whether, and how, and whether, and if that exists. Right. And if, yeah. uh, well, if if one of us has some parts of vision, and one of us, and the other of us has something of vision, is either of us really vision? And the other vision goes, mm. dang. <laughs> <laughs> But it was nuts because there was that. You had the the kind of battle with uh, Agatha kind of playing off of, you know, Wanda's ability. We saw Wanda's nightmare powers come back, which she hasn't used since uh, Age of Ultron. Right. <laughs> and got her. Oh, man. Yeah. That was so good. Yeah. So good. All of it, man. But, oh, uh, I also have to mention uh, Hayward got into the hex and tried to straight up shoot some kids. <laughs> <laughs> He pulled out his nine milli on them kids. Mm-hmm. He's like, what? What part of the game is that? Those, where you just roll up and just shoot kids. Those kids aren't real. And even if they uh, somehow bleed out and die, <laughs> I will be fine with that image. I'm curious if Hayward has a family <laughs> or anything. He seems like a middle-aged dad. And I just wonder if his family would be interested to know that he tried to murder a couple of kids. But that's neither here nor there. We also saw... Um, Monica exercised her powers. And one thing I want to mention, too, uh, that actress, Tiana Paris, uh, her Monica Rambo is going to be a fucking player yes. moving forward. But watch. Watch. Yep. She's, first of all, Monica Rambo, not to be played with in the comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, OG Captain Marvel. Uh, right after the original Captain Marvel, she was the one that took up the mantle. Uh, she is a full-tiered Avenger. At one point, she led the Avengers. I believe she was the first female leader of the Avengers for a time, even with Captain America on the team. Um, yeah, she she's not a game. 
Um, and the actress they got for her, I think, is amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. She really nailed the part. And like I said, she's going to be a big time player moving forward. Um, yeah, I can't wait to see what she's in next. I don't know where they're going to go. Probably Captain Marvel 2. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think there's much we can say about this episode. I think those last few notes that they hit, especially about, um, you know, the the kids kind of, like, fading away and her being like, thank you for choosing me to be your mom. Which, oh! Yeah. Oh! Any anybody that's a parent out there, uh, that that, that was a knife in your soul. <laughs> yeah, man, that was rough, yeah. buddy. That was rough. And I didn't see them going away. First of all, uh huh. Me either. I didn't see me it. either. Same with Vision. I thought Vision was gonna merge back into White Vision, and they become. I did too. With our powers combined, we are one true Vision, or something like that. Yeah, but that's then exactly what I thought. But White Vision was just ghosted. Yeah, he, he was like, uh, <laughs> I'm outie. <laughs> I need to go figure some things out. Yeah. But, I need some alone time. But then, out. But then uh, the, the Vision we've known from the Hex came downstairs in his turtleneck, and the internet had a field day. And he became Vashon Jarvis. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my brother from another mother. <laughs> Yeah, that was great. If you go, I, I, go on Twitter, I please, and type in V I S H A W N Vishon, because that is it. who he became. Black Twitter got a hold of him and made him into something really special. <laughs> uh, hide your wife, Vishon here. Yeah, because he is not a game. What is rap if not the dead homies persevering? <laughs> Classic line from Twitter. <laughs> yes. Oh what is God. swag if not the game persevering? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so clutch. So clutch. Oh, I love Twitter. Vishon and Lawanda. <laughs> uh, so good. So good. Yeah. We got some post-credit scenes, though. Oh, we did get some post-credit scenes. Uh, We have a scroll meeting up with Monica, telling her she's not grounded anymore, and probably Nick Fury saying, uh, come on up to space, girl. We got some stuff for you. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And then we have Wanda pulling her best Doctor Strange impression, uh, reading a very evil book. Uh, (laughs) uh, Looking pretty creepy uh, in her astral form while she's drinking some coffee in the front room. Her astral form yes. is in the back. Uh, she astral projected uh, the same way Doctor Strange was able to do. Yeah, but she's conscious uh, while she's doing yes. it. Doctor Strange he was, was definitely sleep. Yeah. Well, I, I, th- when, when we also didn't touch on how Agatha said that she was more powerful than the Sorcerer Supreme. Yes. Which and that hit me like a brick. Like, whoa, wait a second. And it, which is uh, obviously a setup here, mm-hmm. right? Um, so one criticism that I heard lobbied at the, at the show was that, uh, WandaVision kind of let Wanda off without too many consequences, right? Like she Mm. had tortured and mentally kind of scarred these people for, uh, weeks and weeks. And it was, you know, one person I think even said like, you're poisoning us with your nightmares. And, and one resident straight Mm. up came up to her and said, please let us die. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. That is dark. Like, they're all going to carry that now. Yeah. Like, they're all. Yeah. And, they're and, all altered genetically. And she kind of skittledy dude away. And people were like, well, where's the consequences? And I totally get that it kind of feels like it let her off of the hook a little bit. But at the same time, I don't know. To me. Consequences incoming for me. Like, yeah. that's what I see. If you, like, it ain't over. With, I mean, if you know if you know about Marvel movies, you know it's not over. With It's just going to continue somewhere else. With where she was mentally at the end of the episode and kind of that ominous look that she had, to me, she kind of feels like she's given more antagonist vibes. Yeah. Because, you know, what if she is the threat somehow in the pursuit of her children? She somehow breaks the multiverse. Yeah. You know, maybe she's trying to get her brother. Maybe she's trying to get uh, her kids back. Maybe she's trying to do all this stuff and this kind of opens things up somehow. I'm curious yes. how all this stuff comes involved. I'm curious how Spider-Man is involved. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's yeah. There's a lot, a lot happening. I mean, what, the first thing we're going to see is Doctor Strange. Uh, as far as, as, far as this storyline goes, it sounds like it's going to be Doctor Strange in the Spider-Man movie that comes out in December. So I'm hoping that we get some answers there. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's entirely possible. I completely forgot yeah. that Spider-Man 3 comes out first. But yeah, you're totally right. So. And then that follows up with uh, Doctor Strange movie in March. Yeah. So that's the connection. Yeah. So we'll see that. It's going to be wild. Yeah. But overall, the series as a whole was this just kind of, it was a story about grief and about, um, you know, trying to manage that and how that kind of grief and how that um, how that trauma just kind of expresses itself on others, I guess. And the director even said they had Wanda going through the five stages of grief. You know, she yeah. had the denial, the acceptance, the <laughs> I'm blanking on the five steps because I'm not a psychologist <laughs> right now, but. <laughs> she was progressing through that in a kind of a really yeah. unnatural way uh, to the point where she ultimately accepted it. But who knows what she accepted it to and what lengths she's willing to go to get her family back, quote unquote. Right. Right. Um, and to hear her hear the twins calling out to her while she was astral projecting. Yeah. Gave me chills. Yeah. I'm like, oh, man, she's still on one. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not it's not over. Yeah. She's She's still got more to do. She's going to use this very, very powerful book to try to get to wherever these kids are. Also, big props to this show for not killing Agatha. Uh, Yeah. You know, she's mind trapped in this in that situation, which I'm sure is sucky for her because it's a living hell. But she's going to get out. And she's going to play a factor into other things. Whether that's good or bad, I don't know. But I'm very happy. And whether that's now or later or when, whenever it is. But yeah. we'll, I'm, I'm glad that they kept her alive for that option, possibly in the future. I'm very it's happy Catherine Hahn gets to continue to be in this universe. And they can pull on her for anything. <laughs> yeah, Just like Darcy was plucked out of Thor the Dark World and her next appearance is WandaVision, Agatha Harkness can what? show up in anything. Yeah, <laughs> that, she's just in it now. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah, and nobody, nobody planned on seeing Darcy in this. Yeah, I'm also glad the show didn't cop out and just make 
uh, Agatha, the one kind of behind everything and controlling everything. Agatha was just as confused as we were. She's like, how did you do this? Why are you yes, doing this? Like, I want to know. Mm-hmm. Let's run it back. Right. We're going back to when you're a kid. Right. We're going to see the whole thing. I got to know. Time to relive all your traumas. <laughs> <laughs> it was Agatha. Oh. So, yeah. Um, for me, if I'm giving this a rating, I'm landing on video game windscreen all, all day. I thought Bizarre. this show hit me at some points, got me choked up. You know, might have shed a single thug tear down the cheek. <clears throat> It, it rolled down there a little bit, you know, for the homies, for the homies. Yeah, yeah, homies. yeah. You know, uh, I don't think it's perfect. I'm not calling it perfect by any means, but I'm saying the show is excellent. I can't wait to sit down and rewatch it as a binge. And no, I do not plan on binging any of the other shows going forward. I'm going to keep on this weekly aspect because it made it became TGIF again. It did. It did. It, that was my point that I wanted to bring up. Yes, sorry. <laughs> uh, this no, no. I think you're. I think you're spot on, man. Uh, watching this every week allowed for so many things to happen during that week, and so many things for me to read mm-hmm. and rabbit hole on, and just be completely into. And then to have it be right or wrong in the next episode it was great. It was just great. It was such a fun way to end my week. And man, when Marvel and Star Wars starts linking up and they start dropping episodes for their shows like on Fridays together and we're just sitting yes. here on a Friday night like, oh boy. And I got to stay off the internet yeah. all day. You know how long it's been since I've had to stay off the internet all day to watch something? <laughs> See, I got up at 5 a.m. Yeah. Watched it before I went into work. Yeah. I got my son up. We both watched it. Went to work. Tired. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. That's the way to do it for me. Oh. So I, 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 I just feel like somebody's, somebody's going to say something or do something yeah. reckless. Yeah. Also, credit to my wife for this point. There was, uh, she brought up that the timing of this show coming out when it did. Post COVID nineteen pen, how many people are going through grief and trauma, <sighs> the loss of a loved one? Not to say that that's a good thing in any metric at all, oh, but to bring out a show that has a, such a powerful statement about grief and yeah, loss dude. and getting over that and, and dealing with it and, and kind of handling it. In yeah, like that's the. It literally, I don't know how this stuff works out for Marvel, but it really, really said something in light of the year that we just had. Yeah. 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 Man. I I feel like this is the perfect follow-up to Endgame. Oh, yeah. And have it be a year later. Are oh, you yeah. kidding? Yeah. I almost wish Far From Home didn't come out yet uh, so that this is the first thing we had post-Endgame. Uh, and could you imagine we were supposed to have several other things came out before WandaVision. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy WandaVision was first. Even though I cannot wait for Falcon and Winter Soldier in 2 weeks, right. I I'm so happy WandaVision managed to make it out first. It it makes it makes so much more sense. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're supposed to have uh Falcon and Winter Soldier and Black Widow mm-hmm. before this. Mm-hmm. So awesome. Yes. Super super awesome. Anyway, 
Guys, we've got to wrap up the show. We somehow still went way over. (laughs) So sorry for the longer than expected episode, but this is, it was important to get into. So let us know what you thought, uh, how you guys approached it. If you thought it was too much, if it disappointed you, or if you agree with us, let us know. Yeah. Uh, You can find me on Twitter uh, at LT the fifth. That's L T T H A F I F T H. Steve, where can they find you? Find the show at NerdSmash underscore TC on Twitter. And you'll find me at Steve L. Dub on Instagram and Twitter. Let us know. Please let us know. And guys, if you haven't done so already, please like, rate, and subscribe to us on whatever Mm -hmm. platforms or channels that you can or that you listen to. Spotify, Apple Music, or Apple Podcasts, uh, you know, Google, Podbean, however you're listening to us, please sure. make sure you give us some sort of way to know that you're there, that you're listening, and share us with your friends. Let us know, let, let other people know, you know, kind of uh, what you're listening to and if you dig it. Uh, so, anyway, guys, that is our show. We appreciate everyone listening and kind of going through this process with us. And, yeah, uh, man. you know, what is love? What is grief? I messed it up twice. What is grief? What is grief? If not love of the game, persevering. Hashtag Vishon. <laughs> <laughs> That's our show, guys. We'll talk to you later. Holla, 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 holla. Holla, 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 holla. Holla, 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 holla.